Welcome to the Making of Smile & Co, a series about Dr. Ashley Hovez, a dentist in Folsom, California, creating her dental practice literally from scratch. She is starting with only a building that she has to completely remodel and reconstruct. She has zero existing patients, she's new to the community, and has no ownership of any other existing practice. She quit her job as an associate weeks before episode one was recorded and made the leap to start her own dental practice. And I am documenting every single step in real time. Listen, join, and engage with us as we hear all of Dr. Ashley Hovez's ups and downs and everything in between. This is a series for everyone, especially the ones looking to chase their dreams. We often hear the term life happens. What's that mean? Well, if we're being technical, then Urban Dictionary in Yahoo says it means that something unexpected that's unpleasant happened or occurred. But I prefer Rick Warren's definition. Transformation is a process, and as life happens, there are tons of ups and downs. It's a journey of discovery. There are moments on mountaintops and moments in deep valleys of despair. You see, as long as you're breathing, life is every day, and it's happening right now. Hey, is, uh, is everything okay? I have been struggling health-wise. Starting anything is difficult. Take exercising as an example. Just getting to the gym is half the battle. Waking up early and having to fight with your mind on why you should stay in bed. But if you fight hard enough, you can get up, get dressed, get in the car, and start heading towards the gym. But once you're in the gym and have the right mindset and the right song blasting in your ears, you're ready to continue what you've started. You see, it takes a little more energy, a little more push, a little more oomph to get the momentum started. Now, starting anything from scratch is just as hard, if not even more difficult. Whether it's starting a recipe from scratch, a painting from scratch, or a business from nothing to something, it takes a toll on you. And that's what Ashley's doing. In episode one alone, we saw the ups and downs that's already happening. She lost the name Smile Bar, and not only that, but she's realizing the major battle many, if not all, entrepreneurs face at some point, which is the battle in balancing life and work. It requires massive amounts of time and energy, and to be honest, it's not for everyone. But more on that a little later. Let's see what's going on with Smile & Co. so far. So, so far since our last conversation, 
I think we left off that I was meeting with a member of the Folsom Chamber of Commerce, Taryn Gross. So I met with her at um, a local cafe, which is awesome because um, that cafe is is one of the people that I really like want to support. Like, so this cafe, they're called Argos. Um, they're a small batch roaster, and um, and they're doing like they just opened a year ago, and it's a really cool space. And I got to meet the owner. Um, anyway, sorry, I, I talk a lot. I go off of tangents, so just reel me back in. It's okay. So, so I met with Taryn. Taryn Gross, T-A-R-Y-N, a younger female, who actually says, and I quote, she's totally on board and in line with my vision that I have for the community. Taryn is also a local who has lived in Folsom her whole life, unquote. She works for the Chamber of Commerce in Folsom, California, and her current role is in the member and business services. She's the manager in this department. Her main responsibility is to implement and fulfill membership and sponsorship contracts. This includes constant communication with chamber members, as well as to encourage new opportunities for branding and visibility. The cool thing is, Taryn and her dad plan to open up a brewery in the community in the near future. Maybe this could be a unique and progressive partnership. Who knows? So I had um, I had mentioned one of my good friends, Glenda from Upper Cloud Media, on the last episode. Glenda actually worked with Taryn, and she was the one who connected me to Taryn. And then now Taryn is connecting me to the Folsom community. So um, I, I just think it's amazing how how everyone just comes together and, and rallies. Um, so I met with her. Um, and I've also attended um, a Folsom Expo immediately afterwards where just a whole bunch of, of small business owners got to meet each other and like network and set up shop and and um, you, you just go around from booth to booth and and um, discuss what you know what they're doing and and you get to try new food which was awesome and so what is your like end goal or your vision when you sign up for the chamber of commerce because a lot of people or not a lot of people but a lot of dentists sometimes think it's it's a waste and some dentists think it helps them out and then some other ones think it's kind of like old high school cliques like you know like little groups where they kind of just meet up and exchange business cards and that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, honestly, I think it just varies so much where you're at. Um, and as a startup, I, I think it's a little too early to start closing doors on potential, you know, potential clients. And even if it means like getting one or two um, families in the door, I think that's that's pretty big considering you have zero patients to start out with. So um, I know for for certain that where I'm at Folsom, it is a big family. Like there, I, this this was actually the city was rated one of the top cities to raise a family in California, mm. um, and the school systems are amazing. They're all nines and tens. Um, the community, they're they're all so involved. There's so many local charities and nonprofit organizations here. So everyone here already has the mindset that they want to help each other out. Um, so. I don't know how it is in other parts of the of the country, but um, after I spoke with Taryn, just the one meeting, she was already putting me on um, the picnic list for Intel. So everybody knows Intel, the big um, computer company. 
they have a headquarters here based like based in Folsom. Um, I think their campus has several thousand employees and every year they host a company picnic and um, Taryn was telling me one of the hardest businesses to crack is to Intel. You have to know someone directly in order to even be allowed onto the campus. So um, Taryn, um, for this picnic that they host, um, there's going to be at least 3,000 of the employees plus their family members. And she's allowed to handpick 12 businesses in this area to set up shop at the picnic and I'm one of them so um, yeah it's huge and I'm not just looking you know for potential patients like I I'm, I'm sure we spoke about this earlier like I think that we are all in this for the long game and Mm -hmm. and you know if, if we help each other out and if we all build each other's businesses up it just strengthens our communities that much more so um so even if i don't get any patients from this i think the opportunity to meet people um and and just know what they're looking for in the dental community i think that will help me in terms of of defining my goals in terms of the building uh trenching was just starting I think when we last spoke trenching was just starting so trenching is now done and they trenched out actually for seven operatories I was mistaken not six seven ops Um, and the framing is already done too so um, it really is starting to take shape really fast Uh, I was there at the space this morning and um, we were going over where the electrical outlets are going to go, which is going to be a little bit tricky because unlike a normal dental office that has walls that separate all the different operatories, I'm going to be having glass um, because I hate walls. Uh, I I think working inside of an 8 by 11 space for 9, 10 hours a day is very much like claustrophobic. So, So I wanted glass because one you still get that open airy feeling um but we're gonna have it frosted so that you'll still have the the privacy that um that that you need um, when you're treating patients with all the HIPAA stuff so that's that and um something else that we've been discussing is basically when you walk in right now they have the, the ceilings are all exposed, um, so you can see the truss beams that go across the whole the whole space, which is really awesome. And last minute, I met with my contractor, Dave, yesterday to go over that because I asked him if there was any way that we could keep that exposed. Because um, right now, the, the plan was to put um, the tile the tile ceiling up there that you see in, in traditional office spaces. Um, and I, I'm, I just like the whole loft look. So he he was he was thinking about like okay, well, maybe we can still do it and then if we uh, painted all the ductwork and the wires and added what's called scrim. According to scrimco.com, scrim is a web-like product, almost like mesh. Scrim is superior to other fabrics because the fibers are not crimped by weaving. They can be joined at a greater variety of angles and scrim can be produced at far greater speeds. Scrim is strong, flexible, and can be fire retardant. 
It's the right material for reinforcing many industrial products like roofing, carpets, air ducts, filters, tape, laminations, and the list goes on. It's going to help hold all the insulation in place. And Ashley and Dave, the contractor, his idea is to use it and paint it all black. But they are still unsure about this procedure. That's where we're at with the space. Just just seeing if, if we can keep that ceiling height where it is and or if we need to just lower it. Because that's where all the ugly stuff goes in a dental office, right? Like mm -hmm. all the the pipes and the wires and all the um, the cables that for your IT stuff. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little torn. I'm going back and forth in my head and I know it's a decision that I have to be making like soon. But who knew soon what happened right now? Companies. Um... In the middle of this interview, she received a call from her contractor, Dave. Out of respect, she didn't answer. But I was curious, so I told her to call him back to see what's going on. There you are. Hi, Dave. How's it going? How you doing? I'm well. I'm How are you? How you doing? Uh, How you, you doing? doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, so I've been in contact with uh, <clears throat> the people who would scrim over, provide scrim that goes over uh, the insulation yes. in your office. Yes. So, I've, I've yet to talk to Tammy since yesterday. I've called her a couple times, left her a message. She's probably in and out of stuff. But, okay. Um, so, I guess the first thing is for, well, first thing is why, did you have a reason to call me? I mean, did you want to talk about the ceilings or was there something else? I, I actually, so after we had our discussion yesterday and then um, I met with Tammy and of course Tammy's like super excited because she has like this vision of what she wants to do in the space. And then I spoke with Mike and Kyle. Remember, Tammy is the designer. Mike and Kyle are part of Dave the contractor's team. Mike is the project manager. Kyle is the electrician. And they're both a little bit concerned because of how much still has to go in the ceiling. Um, right. So they were saying, you know, like it might be just a little too much and not not look very clean. So, I mean, what are your thoughts, Dave? Or, or like even what if we did this? What if we just kept the um, the waiting area and like the front desk portion open? and then close off. Mm -hmm. Do you think that would be a good compromise? Well, uh, there's going to be pros and cons to all of this. So um, really, either have that theme or you don't. I mean, if you were, okay. to, if you were to compromise, right. if you really like the open, uh, I think that the, I think the operatories and the sterilization should be white tile. Okay. And then if you want that, that open industrial feel, you have that throughout the hallways in the front area. But even at that, you got to put scrim because you're going to look, you're going to be able to look, um, you know, over, over the top of the headers from the hallway. I see. So you're going to have to paint it all black. Okay. I'm thinking black because okay. I think... Tammy keeps saying white and, uh, and a bullet with an almond. Really? Do you know how much labor that is? I mean, it, it, it can be done. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it can't be done. Yeah. It can be done, but I, yeah. you're not going to like the numbers. Oh, I already know. So what's like more the practical? 
what's more practical is black because black is going to make it blend together. Right. Okay. Not, not shouldn't be, you know, kind of like painting a pig white, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's not, that's not a good way of putting it. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, to yeah. cover all those different colors with white is a lot of coats of white. Okay. And then you're always going to have all these nicks and crannies that didn't quite get painted. Got it. Just because of what the nature of what it is. So right. if you're going to paint them, I would paint it black. And, and that way it's not a focal point. You're not putting a light on it. You're, it's right. the background. Right. Okay. So, I mean, so, if, we, if we kept it open everywhere except for the operatories and the sterilization, well, how will that transition look? Like, because tile isn't exactly pretty. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, yeah. or should, and then, uh, um, sorry, what's the other guy's name? Not Kyle, but the other guy who's always on site. Super nice guy. Uh, which, oh, Justin? Justin, okay, Justin. Justin is part of Dave, the contractor's team. He's a technician, a laborer, a jack of all trades, someone who can do it all. Brian F., who you will hear about later on, is the equipment rep from Patterson. So Justin was saying, like, what if we just closed off the ceiling and then did the wood planks on the ceiling? Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a lot of money, though, huh? Like over the over the drywall, you mean the drywall areas? So yeah. The drywall areas are going to be the waiting room, reception, hallways. You know, um, I think that'll look good. I think that would look really good too. So. I mean, you could. You could, um, depending on what material we're talking about, we could even take the drywall out. Okay. And put, uh, I mean, not out, but, uh, wait a minute, hang on. Wait, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, okay, let's take the drywall out. <laughs> you know how I am, Dave. I get so excited. No, I know. I know. <laughs> but uh, what you could do is instead of drywall, you could put OSB, which is like, you know, sheer board, and then we could either nail up laminate wood. Okay. Like, because we've done that in ceilings before, and actually it's really good. Yeah, that's um, what Justin was saying. You just finished a, a, a place like that. Well, you could do either stick wood or laminate. The laminate was on the ceiling, and the stick wood was on the wall. And I could get you pictures of that. Okay. But I think that's a lot better. Um, did, have you talked to Tammy about the wood on the ceiling? No, no, not yet. I, okay. I wanted to talk to you before I rocked Tammy's world because so, now she's really into that cream thing. No, I know, I know. But <laughs> so just to do the scrim, the scrim is the plastic that covers the insulation. Yeah. Because the insulation's already installed one way, it you know it's going to be it's not going to be flat. It's going to be kind of lumpy. All right. Okay. In order to take the insulation out and put it back with the scrim is twice as much. So to put just the scrim up to the insulation the way it is, he's at $3,450, $3,450 to install this plastic to go over the insulation. That's that's uh, installing it over the way it is. So when you look at that insulation, it's not all perfectly flat. Yeah. It's going to look kind of lumpy. Okay. But it will cover. It will so that's, cover. you know, and then he says that it's going to be at least double if I got to take it out and re-put it up to try and get it flatter. And it's like double, and it's like it's seven grand. Oh, geez. 
No, yeah, that, so I'm, I mean, I'm not liking that already. You're already, that, that's just the scrim. And then there's the paint. we got to paint it all. Okay. Um, my HVAC guy is telling me, well, that day, now i got to do exposed registers. I got this, do that. i got to figure out the cost of this. I mean, it, I'm just saying, to okay. do what we're kind of speculating to do, I, I see the number going up. Okay, let's not do it then. That's That's crazy. I, I think so too. I okay. think it is crazy, and okay. I don't think you're really going to benefit by it. Okay. So how I much mean, do you think it would be to put up like the laminate that looks like wood up there? I can figure that out, um, and I'm I'm also going to. Uh, I mean, I think. Let me um, let me talk to Tammy first before okay. we get way out on the. Okay. Okay. And then call me back whenever. Okay. So, um Awesome. Oh, and Dave, before I let you go, um I talked to Kyle about that um the 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 private doctors area, the um that's eventually no. going to be op 7. Did he tell you about that? No. No. Oh, so he what? he told me it? that um that one of the walls had to be replaced and not be the glass. The one from the hallway. Okay. So I told him, well, I don't like that because that, I mean, the whole like wow factor was being able to see while you walk through the hallway, like that space. So I told him that I would rather have the head of the patient reversed, like how we had talked about it, and then just um, like frost the glass so you don't see the patient. Because I yeah, think he yeah. was still thinking it was going to be at the 12 o'clock position. Yeah, he is, because that's the way we laid it out with the trench. We talked about it yesterday, but we really didn't determine, you know, what the head wall was, what the toe wall was yet. So he's he's going full forward, you know, full speed forward with that being the head wall. So, it's, so you're saying you want to change it? I want to, if, yeah. If if that means that I can keep my glass. I mean, the only other way that I can think about doing this is because um, you got a window there too. Well, because I, to, I told him, I told him so. Wall. Yeah, so at when whenever the time comes, because I'm sure it it'll be like a few years in order if we needed to equip that seventh op like when the time comes I could always close off that window and make that like a, a feature wall or something and that's where the 12 o'clock cabinetry can go what about have you talked to Brian about possibly um, in that one room using a cart that way everything would be on a junction at, at where the toe is already figured to be but rather than having a 12 o'clock delivery, you could use a, um, a, a cart with an umbilical cord that would go to the, the toe of the chair. Does Serona make that you got those carts? All the way around. I mean, right. It would be a special room. Right. No, I haven't talked to him. Okay, so I'll... I mean, that would be another way, there would be another way to approach it to where we could make the junction box, box uh, possibly flush with the floor. Okay. So you can use it as your office and everything is, you know, Copacetic until you want that want to use it. You know, extra room. Right. Yeah, and then we could run from that box that's concealed uh, to have an umbilical cord to a cart. 
That sounds good. And then that way the patient's still looking out the window. Right. You have your head wall. Okay. You have your office for however long you want it until you want to convert it. Right. By the time you want to convert that, you're slammed and you need that chair. Right. And by that point, you know, I mean, you could talk to him about that. I would, I would definitely ask Brian before we go too much further. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll ask Brian about that. And as long as we're all on the same page that I don't want to lose that all glass space. Okay. So what do you call Mike and let, and give him a big fat heads up right away. Okay. And I got to talk to Brian about something else. So I'll, okay. I'll also ask Brian his thoughts on that and awesome. the junction and stuff. And then, uh, also get a hold of Tammy and then we'll talk later on today. Okay. Thank you so much, Dave. I appreciate it. All right. No all right. Thank you. you. Talk to all you soon. Right. Bye bye. All righty. So, the troubles with construction. Ashley wanted to raise the roof, literally. And in that process, she saw how the ceiling looked when it was exposed. It looked gorgeous. Even Tammy, the designer, was extremely excited when she heard and saw how the ceiling and beams looked exposed. It had more of a fancy New York Manhattan loft look. So now she wants to keep the ceiling exposed. However, this comes with a lot of added expense because Dave and his team were not expecting it. If there is going to be glass walls and the ceiling is going to be exposed, they need to hide the wires and piping somewhere well. This comes with a huge bill attached. Why? Because now Dave and his team will have to think about the insulation, the added scrim, the paint, the labor, and how to refigure the piping. Now keep in mind, the scrim alone is 7000 And that wasn't the only issue in that phone call. Right now, there is a private doctor's area that is going to be all glass. She plans on working there until they need the 7th operatory. That makes it challenging, because if the room is made out of glass, then how are they going to hide all the pipes that goes into an operatory? So the struggle now is that they may have to make some adjustments to the glass room. But the glass room is your favorite room. It's centralized. You can spot it as soon as you walk in the practice, and it's extremely unique. But Dave and his team started doing something Ashley wasn't aware of. It surprised her, but it was something she wasn't happy with. Okay, so what they did was um, because they know that I wanted the opportunity to plummet in the future, they removed that one of the walls, the walls, the glass wall that it, you can see from the hallway. They removed that and they replaced it with like a regular wall so that they can hardwire it for, for, for the chair and where the cabinet is going to go. And, and they haven't, like actually put up the wall yet they put up the frame and that was the first thing that, that I noticed today when I stepped in the space because I'm like well why is this here this should be glass and then the electrician told me oh well we had to we had to change that seven ops you plan to have seven operatories right yes well six right now and then well they're gonna plumb for all seven do you think you're gonna need the seventh one like where's your office gonna be well, that's the thing. So I have um, that semi-private doctor's area in the front. I don't know if you remember, like right off the front desk area. 
there's a little um, station there. My whole plan is that hopefully I won't be sitting around doing nothing, but actually be in the, t the treatment rooms. So I hope to not even need an office. And if I if I get kicked out of that spot, then the, the consultation room could be my office. How much are the glass walls? Each piece of glass is, I think, seven or eight grand because I do have glass everywhere. So, so all of the operatories are going to be separated by glass. So that's one, one, two, oh, I can't do math right now, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. yeah. Okay. What areas right now are you trying to save the most money on? Um, so, so the sterilization center, um, my, my contractor is going to go to Ikea and see if, if, what they can do in terms of, because he has a drawing in mind that he drew himself. Mm -hmm. um, he's going to meet with their design center to see if, if that's something that they could do or if the best way is to just go um, custom cabinetry. Um, the one thing that I wanted, though, was I want the horizontal cabinets that are the... Um, the ones that like lift up like a garage, like the gotcha. European style cabinets. Mm -hmm. And when I was speaking with Dave, my contractor, he says that um, the, the cabinet maker that he uses does mostly traditional stuff. So, I mean, I'm sure he could do it, but Dave thinks it might cost an arm and a leg since it's something he doesn't do on a regular basis. Horizontal like, cabinets, how much are those normally running for though? How much would that normally run for? Um, I don't know. I have I uh, the IKEA ones. I think if you build it yourself and install it yourself, they're just like a few hundred each section. So it's very inexpensive. But I think if you take that same design and you had it made by a custom cabinet maker, it would be like triple the price. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What are the things you wish you knew before this week? So I wish, okay, so when I was getting my bids um, of the initial space with all the different contractors, they, like my first question to them was, can we raise the roof and how much is it going to be? And they all like went into the roof and then told me that it was like, you know, this and that, like it's on a trust system. And of course, I don't know what a trust system is. Trust system, T-R-U-S-S. -S. According to wisegeek.com, a trust system is an arrangement of wooden or steel support beams configured in a triangular shape. One of the advantages of the trust system is its simplicity. A triangular structure is stable and needs no extra support to prevent collapse as a rectangle would. Force calculations are easy because only compression and tension forces are present. This limits the number and direction of forces that must be accounted for when determining forces in a truss member. So truss systems are easy to construct because they consist of few pieces. They tend to be lightweight and very inexpensive because only beams and joints are needed. And, that, and I said, well, can't you expose that? And all of them said, no, you don't want to expose something that looks like that. So, um, and they said, and in order to change anything, you would one, either literally have to raise the roof, like not just the beams, but like raise the whole everything because the whole architecture, the, the engineering behind it has to change. Um, 
Can you tell I'm like getting congested as I speak? Really bad allergies. Sorry, side note. So they said, well, in order to do that, that is going to be a hundred grand. So I just listened and I said, you know, like, okay, let's not do that. I'm not willing to spend a hundred grand just for this one thing alone because outfitting this office and just gutting everything was already going to be an arm and a leg. So um, if I had known what a trust system looked like and how cool I think it really is, like I, I think it's really cool. Um, I would have been like, okay, let's let's just you know expose the beams, let's restain it, repaint it, and figure it out. But I didn't know that. So um, now, after the installation was already um, put in, and they they um, they put in the can lights, which you know, if if we had known that we were going to go industrial, it would have been like pendant hanging lights. So now it will look a little silly hanging a, a can light. Now really quick, a can light is also known as recessed lights or pot lights. They are those bright lights gouged into the ceiling. They look like a glowing hole in your ceiling. Recessed lights have an uncluttered look that provides light within the home without taking up headroom or ceiling space. These lights are often used to highlight wall fixtures or to provide focused overhead lighting for reading or working. Now, if the ceiling's exposed and the beams are exposed, then these lights are not recessed anymore. You'll be able to see the pot or the can that is normally flushed into the ceiling. That's the issue that Ashley's having with the lights right now. So that's one thing that I really wish I would have known. And Okay, so what has been the biggest headache non-dental related this week? I think non-dental, I have been struggling health-wise. Um, I'm constantly tired. I'm not sleeping. Um, I'm thinking about everything that's going on with the business and my mind can't shut off. Like I literally will lie in bed for hours. Um, and, and I just have one more thing on my mind that, you know, like I have to do or someone else I have to call and, um, I think that is really taking its toll. So I haven't been sleeping. Um, I haven't really been cooking. I use, I love to cook and I haven't been doing any of that because any spare minute that I have, I'm trying to play with my boys or, um, I'm, I'm just on the phone or, you know, doing my research online. So I haven't been cooking. I haven't been sleeping and I haven't been, um, working out because I haven't been sleeping, because I, I wake up and I'm just exhausted. So that's all, um, it's all definitely taking a toll on me. I thought I had allergies um, in the beginning, and I was taking all these, like, allergy medications. You're only supposed to take one a day, and I was taking, like, two, and nothing was happening. And it turns out that um, I'm sick. Like, yesterday I had body chills, and I was supposed to go to um, – a mixer for the Folsom Chamber of Commerce last night to just meet mm. with more business owners. Um, and I couldn't go because I was in bed. So not making my health a priority. And like my husband, he lectures me all the time because he's, he's such a health nut. He's so good. He wakes up at like 4.30 in the morning to get his workouts in. And, and, um, and yeah, he, he's like, you know, what do you expect to accomplish if, if you're not healthy? So mm -hmm. me, Getting myself centered, 
trying to really um, cut back, I think. I don't know how to cut back per se, but how to learn how to unwind and, and go back to sleep. Like it's really, this this whole thing is, is, is so exciting, but it, it really is an emotional ride. So um, yeah, you just have to know what you're getting into and, and if it's worth it for you. But yeah, I'm going to be, I've been drinking green juice like all day long. I'm already feeling a little bit better. We all know health is important, but how important is your health when it comes to starting a business? Well, according to entrepreneur.com, it's the fifth most important tip to starting a successful business. You see, running a business, a successful business, requires an inordinate amount of time and energy. It's paramount to find a healthy work-life balance, even though it can be a challenge to do so. It's easy to let work dominate your life. Don't let it. Your business can't run without you. You might believe you need that perpetual hustle to stay sharp and succeed, but that pace can and will burn you out. You need to find ways to maintain perspective and preserve healthy relationships outside of work. Set aside time to get your body active in ways that energize and invigorate you and schedule catch-up time with friends and family. They will help recharge your batteries and inspire you to persevere as you dream even bigger. What did you find out about yourself this week? I mean, I found out that like, I care too much about everyone else's opinions because in my head, I'm already reading the threads like, oh, you spent that and you have the cash flow. Like, what kind of you know, business decision is that, and um, and I have to just do what what I think is gonna make me happy, and you know, and make up my my mind, and not worry about you know what what everyone else's opinion is gonna be, because everyone has an opinion, and and everyone is very free to tell you their opinions. <laughs> so um, I think just. Just choosing what I think is is going to be good for the space and for the long term. Yeah. Yeah. And then what is the main lesson this week you want the audience to take away? Prioritize. I would say if you have um, a lot of stuff that you have to do, you really do have to organize and write it down um, and then check things off as, as you go along. Like right now, I feel so scatterbrained because I have so many things and meetings that I, I have to go to. I need to learn how to focus on just the task at hand. Yeah. Right now, I feel like I have so many things and so many people that I have to communicate with that while I am writing down something, my mind will start thinking about another thing and then I'll forget what I'm writing down. Do you feel... Like, for example, say you were to wake up and you see your phone has like 10 emails that you need to open. Would you open them right then and there, like in bed? Or would you, you know, do like a morning ritual first and then an hour later, all right, it's time to open one email or two emails? Oh, my gosh. No, I am. I'm opening my messages before I used to not. I used to like get out of bed and like, you know, take my time and and do a morning ritual. But now um, now that I'm like really in it, like in the thick of things, like. I'm waiting for, you know, email responses. So as soon as I like open my eyes, even if it's 
oh, I'm so guilty of this. Like I have, if I have to use the restroom in the middle of the night, it'll be like two in the morning. I'll even check my phone then, which is so dumb because then I really can't go back to sleep. And my husband's been telling me like, you have a planner, use it and turn off your phone. <laughs> hmm. so, yeah, so um, I mean, I've been updating my social media accounts pretty regularly. Um, and because of that, like, I'm constantly just checking my phone for notifications. And and that is another thing that pulls my, my attention off of the task at hand. So um, if you guys have any apps or tips on how to increase your productivity, um, I would... I would greatly appreciate that. And then what has been your favorite resource this week? My favorite resource this week by far has been the podcast S-Town. Um, I've never listened to it before, but I have listened to Serial, and I knew that it was from the same producers. And I, I'm, I'm a huge podcast junkie. Like I listen to all the dental ones and then business ones and social media ones. And, and I had said earlier how I was having I was having trouble falling asleep because of my mind racing. So I wanted to this week just kind of unplug and just listen to something entertaining and it, it was a really good break in in the midst of all this business stuff. So S Town. What's next? Okay, so what's next? So next week we are going to be walking the space again with my designer and contractor um, to go over all of the design ideas and merging it with, you know, like, can we actually build this? Uh, because I have, like I said, I have a big vision of what I'm trying to accomplish in the space. And it's one thing to think about it, but you you have to be able to to put the engineering behind it. So that's that. And then... Um, I've received um, already one quote for the IT. Actually, no, I haven't. Sorry. He wants to meet with me to go over the quote, and he won't just tell me the the fee. So, mm. um, and then I'm still waiting on the other quote for the I, for IT. And that's it. Oh, and something else I forgot to tell you. I applied for my business license. In, in Folsom and it's going to uh, it's going to appear in the Sacramento Gazette so after you apply for a business license it has to be um, publicly recorded at least um, in four circulations um, before you can be like a real entity mm -hmm. so uh, the first one is going out I think within the next couple of days so I've been in touch actually people because of of me being, you know, very in tune with social media, I've been contacted by a ton of people who either want to help or want to sell me something. Um, so I'm finding it difficult to to weed out who's actually legit and who's like a catfisher. Is that a word? Catfisher. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's it's also very nice because people are just just coming out of the woodwork and just offering um, their services, which is which is awesome. Uh, I have a meeting with my friend Glenda from Upper Cloud Media um, tomorrow, and we're going to go over um, some, some strategy there. And um, I have another meeting with um, 
another social media um, influencer tomorrow, and he's just gonna. I've I've never met with him in person before. He he reached out to me on Instagram as well, and he just told me he has like really cool ideas for um, for building up my brand, um, even even more than I already thought I was doing. So so I'm I'm definitely intrigued to hear what he has to say. Um, so I'm meeting with them and then just showing up at the work workplace on the daily and, and, and seeing what's going on. So now we are grabbing a magnifying glass and really dissecting and looking at the problems that are happening on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. This week, we are noticing that things change as fast as the mind can think it up. However, what always, always, always should be kept in mind is the work, the labor, and the engineering behind every thought and innovative idea. Just because you have a unique idea and it sounds amazing in theory doesn't mean it is just as easy or somewhat simple to do. Ashley is trying to make her vision a reality, but it seems every week she has to pivot more and more to adjust either her vision her budget, or maybe to the opinion of others. It seems right now that so many things are in the air. What to do with her ceilings, her cabinets, the glass walls, her potential office space. And that's just the construction side. What about the rest of the business? The networking, marketing, hiring staff, IT, advertising, and more. Or even more importantly, what about Ashley's personal life and health? When you write this all down in paper, You look at it and think, how can someone balance all of this? Something has to give or is going to give out. Will it? Oh, man. Oh, Michael, I still need help with, like, how do you do it all? All within the same 24-hour period. Like, how do you, what what tools are you guys using to be more productive? Because I need help. If you have any thoughts, suggestions, or recommendations, be sure to let Ashley know on any of her social media outlets, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, or you can email the show directly. All the links and the email address will be in the show notes below. You can find this podcast at the dentalmarketer.site or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, please be sure to rate the show or leave a review. And don't forget to share. Also, don't forget to subscribe to know when the latest episode goes live. And until next week, this is The Making of Smile & Code.